Welcome to the Paid and Exposure Podcast, a podcast about helping our community of photographers to reach the next level in their business. We just leveled up. Now here's your host, Charlotte photographer, Gavin B. Can I just pay you an exposure? People come on my shit and be talking about they nervous, man. I'm a good guy. It's fun. Yeah, it's cool. It's a good day. It's, it's a new experience. There we go. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Gavin, a.k.a. Gavo, a.k.a. Cope, a.k.a. whatever you're going to call me. Um, I'm back. The podcast is still going on. It We out of town now, but it is still going. We have not given up yet. There's some hand claps. I don't even know why they're so loud. And it's like the longest hand claps ever. But the point is, I need everybody to do me a favor. I need you to go on Facebook. I need you to go on Instagram. Look up Paid and Exposure Podcast, especially on the Facebook group. Um, it's a great experience. We got a bunch of photographers in there. I'm trying to get more black female photographers in there simply because they go through stuff that I, as a male, never will go through. And I need them to share their experiences and keep us in line. But, you know, we're going to make that happen. Um, funny thing today, we had a young lady today. Today is her first wedding. And she was asking for tips on things she should look out for. So it's always a fun experience. Anyway, cut all that. I have a special guest. I came two and a half hours up the road right before her shoot because I had to sit down with her. First of all, good morning. And we shooting nine o'clock in the morning, which is fun. But good morning. What is your name? Give us your name. Naja Cobb. Most people call me Naj. Okay. And where are you originally from? Uh, Henderson uh, is where majority of my life was, and then I moved to Greensboro. That's the sticks for college. Yep. What's in Henderson? Nothing. Okay, that's a great answer. <laughs> I'm glad you was. You, I'm glad you was honest. Yeah. Um. First off, first of all, give us your social media because you know some people might skip around this interview. So why don't you give it to them early so they can go ahead and start following you right now? Yes. Yeah, so it's at Russian Roulette. Uh, no E on the end. So it's Russian Roulette. No E. No, Russian roulette, no. And I know you from um, another guest, Corey. Yes. And I saw you shooting with him. Yes, that's fam, fam. That is, uh, shout out to Grizzlo, that's what I call him. And I had to cuss him out yesterday because he took too long giving me your number, but it's all good, (laughs) man. He's trash for that. Um, What you shoot with? Uh, I shoot with a Nikon D610. That sucks. Oh, man. How you get into Nikon? Uh... Oh, they look more sleek to me. Really? Yeah, that's how I really started with it. And you know, someone told me, no matter what you start with, just stick with it. You know, mm. you, you'll find the cream of the crop in each one. So just stick with it and go. Is this your first camera? No, this is my fourth camera. Oh, you moving up? Okay. Yeah. You moving? I'm on my second. So most people that know, if you listen, I shoot with a Canon, and this is my second camera. But yeah, you do learn. I always uh. I'm a true believer in upgrading lenses before you get you a new camera. I agree. <laughs> and so that was the first thing. I had me a 70, then I got me a camera. I mean, excuse me, I got me a lens. And then I just sat with that for the longest. And then I was like, oh, I might be time to get a new camera. Yeah. What you um, what you think about the whole mirrorless craze right now? So I don't see what the big thing okay. with the mirrorless is right now. It is lighter, which helps because I do video too. So mm. um, that helps with my gimbal and, you know, just stability. But You're getting all the money. Yeah, I guess. But Still as far up. as the, the mirrorless, I don't see what the, the big deal If it. You know, unless you shoot a lot of low light stuff, then mm-hmm. maybe it's for you. But I, I don't. So. And I'm assuming you shoot manual. Yes, I do. So we had a discussion in our group yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said, 
I want everybody to be honest. Do you shoot manual all the time? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I wrote, yeah, but I was surprised to see how many photographers was like, no. Well, okay. So I'll tell you this. So okay. when I, when I first started photography, this guy told me, he was like, you know, why are you shooting an automatic? I was like, cause it's, you know, it works and my pictures come out good. And he was like, yeah, you should never shoot an automatic. So <laughs> I decided to look into it. And when I started shooting in manual, I realized how, I guess, you know, you can tweak it so much to the almost the perfect picture. When you're Absolutely. shooting an automatic, is just whatever comes out the camera. So you stuck with it. Yeah. So I realized when I was shooting an automatic, I didn't know what I was doing. So that's why most people shoot an automatic. And so <laughs> I agree with that. So, and so, but um, I know a lot of Sony people don't. They shoot with aperture priority, and half the time they don't look through the camera. They just you know, they just look at the screen mm-hmm. and they. They rely on that focus. So, and I, it was a couple of Sony users, but it was a lot of non-Sony users in there. Like, nah, yeah. like I definitely shoot when I'm shooting manual. Aperture is my priority, but you know, I still adjust everything. everything. I just make sure my aperture is low. So, it, yeah, it was it was interesting. So, tell me, how did you even get into photography? Because I know one day you wasn't just like, all right. I'm grabbing this. I'm getting me a gimbal. I'm going to do videos. I'm going to start doing photo shoots. I'm going to be traveling doing it. So how did all this start? So I was always the friend with the camera. So mm. Heard that story before. Yeah. <laughs> high school, early college. Like I was, I always had the camera, but uh-huh. that was whatever. So my line sister one day asked me to shoot her engagement photos. Mm. And so I was like, hell no, I'm not shooting your engagement photos. <laughs> like that's something important, you know? And she was like, well, if I don't like them, I'll just get somebody to take them again. I was like, true. That's not your wedding. (laughs) So, you know, we can't do a do-over. So I took her pictures. I edited them, gave them back. She loved them. And then I loved them, too. So I was like, man, maybe I could do something with this. So I started shooting my friends, um, like Tristan and Colleen, Mm -hmm. and just shooting a bunch of people, trying to make them look good. So if people saw me make my friends look good that I always was with, I could make you look good, too. So I started charging people like forty dollars a photo yeah. shoot for a long time because I felt like I didn't need to charge people because why am I charging people for photography? Absolutely. But that was back when photography wasn't, you know, the big business thing in our you know generation. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, but then the demand got kind of high, so I started having to raise the prices. So mm-hmm. and it balanced out. So so I got a bunch of questions. Just gonna follow up. Okay. This. First one is like um. <laughs> Was forty dollars like? How did you land on forty? I don't know. I just felt like you can go to the ATM and get two twenties <laughs> out. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like fifty was too much, twenty was too cheap. So yeah, forty. It's so funny. Like when you come up with your first price, my first price was twenty five dollars, right? Uh huh. And I was like, it's too cheap if you can just go get one twenty. I was doing the ATM thing. I'm like, nah, nah. And I was like nobody's going to give me 220 so I was like, do I, should I do 30 I was like, I should do 30 but 25 going to seem like I'm giving them a deal. And <laughs> right. I was like, it, in my mind now, I'm like, that was the stupidest shit I ever That heard logic, about. yeah. It was so dumb. So, all right, yeah. so you did that. Um, my next question is, when did, how did you react to certain people not wanting to pay when your prices started going up? Because it happens to all of us. Yeah, so... I was told uh, from, by one of my close friends that went to high school with me that back home in Henderson, actually, it's kind of like a little 
buzz that Naj is expensive. Okay. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, people want to shoot, but they, compared to the other photographers in the area, I'm expensive. Absolutely. So, um, I, I just, I tested that theory a little bit. And, um, in like last May, I decided to do a, um, it was pretty much a special and mm-hmm. giving um, pretty much discounts on shoots done in Durham. Yeah. And yeah, a <laughs> lot of people from back home hit me up. Really? But I mean, it was their chance to shoot with me because Absolutely. they feel like, you know, what I charge is too much. Um, but they still want that quality. So, Absolutely. yeah, you know, it. I understand, you know, but you pay for what you get. Yeah. And so you don't get that part. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you could pay half my prices, but you're not going to. Ain't gonna lie be as satisfied, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna let y'all know your picture's gonna be trash. Let's go ahead. I'm gonna <laughs> say it for y'all. She don't wanna say it. Your picture's gonna be trash. Um, last question about that. Uh how do you still feel about shooting for friends or um like not normal shoots but like big events? Mm. Cause that can go sideways sometimes. Yeah. You know, so my friends don't ask. Okay. Um, for mm-hmm. me to shoot big events unless they know they can pay me, and they even tell me that. And even though I'm definitely there to support you, yeah, I don't mind doing that. Okay. But as far as like a big event, like a wedding or something like that, you would have to shoot my wedding, and then I'll shoot your wedding. Yeah. Like it has to be that type of equal exchange. But as far as events go, like I'm there to support my friends as long as they're not, you know, continuously every event. Hey, can you shoot this? Can you shoot this? Because if I'm going to come to the event, I don't mind taking a couple pictures. Just, you know, be respectful of. <laughs> you know you didn't pay me, so don't have me taking pictures of everybody and everything. But I, I don't mind that. I'm, I'm always here to support. I don't think money is, is everything. Let me let y'all know right now. Don't call me to do no damn <laughs> events, all right? Like, don't. <laughs> she she way nicer. So that's why y'all going to follow her. Her information is below in the comments. Yep. Please make sure. Don't hit me up. Um, I've realized... My two failed clients used to be friends, and they had life changing events. And one, um, one I made the mistake of. I had one. Let me put like this: one client. uh, How do I say this without not being an asshole? All right, they didn't. They didn't understand my editing style for weddings, right? Mm. Because my editing style for weddings is I shoot. I use natural color. I don't put presets or anything on top of it because I want you to see your wedding as I saw it. Because in my mind, presets might be cool today. In six weeks, they might be trash. Mm-hmm. Or in six years, it might be trash. In 10 years, you might be like, this not, this not yeah. how, whatever. And um, also, it was a lot of logistics stuff that went with different. But my biggest mistake that day was I got called out for partying. And the reason why I got called out for partying, they didn't realize that my time slot ended three hours before. Mm. So my time was over my, you know, so I, let's say for an example, I was only hired to be seven. Well, they, Hey, be a guest. So I was like, all right. So I stuck around, you know, I was enjoying myself. And then, you know, when everything was going down, when we was all talking, well, we saw you partying. It was like 10 o'clock and you, you wasn't working. I was like, well, your contract states that I'm done. I was supposed to be gone at seven and you know, I was on the guest list, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, well, we thought you would still work if we asked you to stay. And I was like, Okay. And then, so now my rule now is if you hire me, I'm leaving when my time is yeah. done. I do yeah. not care. I dip out. Um, so anywho, we got a good show for everybody today. Today we're gonna be talking about marketing. 
that sound like the worst transition ever. It doesn't even matter. That's the good <laughs> thing about this shit. Like, only people who are photographers listen to this. But anyway, we have, um, we're going to be talking about marketing today. And for most people, if you haven't gone and check out the, um, the episode with Brandon, we talked about branding, which is funny now I'm saying it. Um, anyway, so we talked about branding and we, me and you both know that marketing is different. Like mm-hmm. on two different levels there, it's different from branding altogether. But I kind of want to give some photographers just how they can better brand themselves. I mean, excuse me, market themselves to their target audience and stuff of that nature. So, mm-hmm. um, when did you realize, like, first of all, before we get there, when did you realize, like, photography it could actually be, like, a business for you? Because everybody has that transition at different times in their life. Yeah, when the demand started getting high yeah. um, from my $40 photo shoots, yeah. I realized <laughs> that, you know, I can make a little bit off of this. And I started doing research with how much photographers make in different areas okay. and what they charge for different, you know, type of shoots. Mm-hmm. And I realized there was, you know, money in it. But it's it's never been my... It's always my favorite thing to do, top thing in the world to do. Yeah. But it was never my top career choice. Uh-huh. And still today, like, I'm a pharmacist, so, yeah. <laughs> you know. She getting all the damn I money. was, but the pharmacy was, you know, another way for my plan A to work. Yeah. You know, and pharmacy was my plan B, so I can make the money and travel and take pictures like I want to. Absolutely. So, yeah, I guess that's when I started realizing it actually could be a business is when, I started getting that demand for, you know, weddings and engagements mm-hmm. and kids and stuff like that. You know, people started really liking my pictures. So so when did you realize, like, I have to start, when did you realize that marketing was going to be important for you? Like, hey, I got to get my name out there. I have to so, target my audience. So, you know, it, that's interesting because I'm not the marketing, the biggest marketing photographer or the way I market my stuff is a little different from okay. other photographers. So... I never post, you know, book me, I'm going to be here, Um, we having deals, you know, I don't do that, I did it that one time in May, I told Uh you, (laughs) but I've never done that out of, what, seven or eight years of shooting, I've never tried to attract people that way, I usually just let my pictures speak for me, Mm. so I just post photos, put some cool caption with it yeah. and just let that attract people to my page and to my website. And once you go to my website, you might see more professional pictures there. Absolutely. Um, but you know, I shoot in a lot of abandoned buildings, smoke mm. masks, all that, like, you know, real not portrait, your normal portrait uh-huh. style photography. So I really just use my pictures to market and I've definitely stepped out of that now being that there's more, um, let's say, I guess, photographers in the area that are geared to my age of clientele, they're yeah. starting to be more photographers. So now I'm marketing a little different. Yeah, well, now these iPhones is getting out of control. So, <laughs> you know, people think you could just book somebody. Yeah, with an iPhone, my but... little cousin charges $100 for kids at his school to do um, photo shoots with his iPhone. I know a guy. He only shoot ass, like he shoot girls and thongs and no top. But yeah. he he uh he makes a lot of money. Yeah. And his his uh special is iPhone specials and those are I think one fifty and you get three edits back or something. It's something Whoa. crazy. But he shoots with his phone and I thought it was a joke. I'm like, yo, he keep posting this too many too many times and mm-hmm. one day he did a whole behind the scenes thing with his with the phone. Wow. And um 
I could shout him out now, but I, I think I just kind of dissed him at the beginning of that. So I'm just, yeah, I'm leave just, him out. Yeah, I'm gonna let him ride. But yeah. he, <laughs> he ran up on me one time. We was out at a, a bar. Uh-huh. And he dapped me up, and I was like, "Yo, I know exactly who you are." Yeah. And so, but he was mad cool in person. So, um, so you said you've been shooting what seven years? Yeah. All right. So you seen legally, a lot. legally. You know, we all started <laughs> under the table. <laughs> so. <laughs> I had to hit you with the Kawhi laugh on here. Um, so absolutely legally, but um, so you've seen stuff change. Yes. You've seen marketing change. You've seen how you can. Let's say you could not market at all. Mm-hmm. And you can just you could really back in the day rely on word of the, word of mouth, and it could get you so much far. But now mm-hmm. you have to be on like you have to be on social media. You have Definitely. to be doing some some Google type stuff there. Mm-hmm. What pitfalls have you noticed that photographers fall into? Um, I guess one of the biggest pitfalls I've seen is making sure that you are attracting what you want to shoot. Mm. Um, so if I'm looking for a wedding photographer and I go to your page and all you have is lingerie or yeah. half naked women. Yeah. I probably won't pick you as my wedding photographer. Absolutely. So, uh, I just, you know, make sure you put out there what you want to attract. Okay. So if you want to be a wedding photo- photographer, you know, start maybe shooting weddings, be the second shooter at, you know, a wedding Absolutely. or weddings you attend, just take pictures, you know? Absolutely. And, Put post those pictures, and then we'll be able to see what you can handle in a wedding. Because mm. shooting lingerie versus shooting a wedding is a, a whole nother task. You know, <laughs> shout out to my homegirl Ashley because uh, she had a guy who only shoots lingerie, and he DM'd her. Well, he wrote under her pictures like "We got to work," and her response back was like, "I do not shoot what you have on your page." Right. And he was like, "Oh, I do a bunch of other stuff." And she wrote back, "I can't tell." She was like, "No offense, I just can't tell." And the dude is talented, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he could, but only thing he had was oiled up girls on there. Yeah. And so I'm like, eh. Um, you know, for me, I when it comes to marketing, what I've noticed is um, a lot of people are not open to going on different networks to market their business and their brand. So mm-hmm. we've seen, like, older, we've heard older people say, you know, oh, you know, I don't do all the social media, right? Or I don't want to be there. Or, you know depending on your employer, depending on who that person is, that they'd be like, oh, you know, that social media stuff, I want to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that a lot of people don't realize how much business they're missing out on mm-hmm. when it comes to social media. So that's some of the pitfalls I noticed there. Um, shout out to my homeboy, Marcus. He and our group, he um, he's on Facebook heavy. Mm-hmm. And he's never really on Instagram. And I realize he shoots a lot more family. So he knows a lot more moms on Facebook. And he's mm-hmm. like reaching out to them and promoting that so it's definitely some scary pitfalls you got any more uh because i'm about to ask you how you market your your ways to new clients like how people can market so another pitfall is um i've seen a lot of photographers go in on clients (laughs) like or just put way too much out there about your clients and (laughs) and you know that's to me that's not good because if I want to shoot with you, but I hear you talking all this mm-hmm. about somebody else, <laughs> I'm not going to shoot with you because then you might be talking about me too. So, oh, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, you know, just let whatever happens between you and the client stay off scenes mm. or off social media Absolutely. pretty much because um, it's kind of making you look bad. And then, you, you know, 
I don't want this type of model or models don't know how to do this and that and that. So if I don't feel comfortable doing those things or this is my first time trying it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to want to shoot with you because you're going to be judging me. You know, um, <laughs> I'm a part of, besides my group, I'm a part of another photography group. And it's funny because people share those stories there. Mm-hmm. And I get it there because it's like other photographers understand exactly what you're going on. But like what you said, I notice I, I see somebody post screenshots on a normal Facebook page, right? Right. And be like, look what this client just did to me. And I'm like, yo, I would never book you. Yeah. Like, I would never sit down. I would never email you. I would never... Because I don't want to be this person right now who's getting called out because of a yeah. clear misunderstanding. And a lot of times, clients just don't know. So, so I actually have another pitfall in real life. Okay. Like, actual... Here we go. I was the... <laughs> I was the videographer for this wedding, mm-hmm. and there was another photographer there. Uh-huh. Um, she's well known in the area. Uh-huh. Um, but yo, her professionalism was terrible. <laughs> she was. She told a family that she was taking pictures of the bridesmaids, yeah. and a, her aunt, the bride's aunt, came up to take a picture. She told her aunt she couldn't take pictures of the bridesmaids because these were exclusive pictures. She was. I'm shaking uh, my head. By the yeah, way, yeah, and the aunt, <laughs> the aunt definitely came. I think states away, you know, and yeah. she was very upset about that. I bet. On top of that, she was mad that you know, you know, when the vendors eat, they may not eat in a room with everyone else. Yeah. We was just in this little side room. She was upset about that, and you know, I had heard things about her where a lot of <laughs> her clients were not really fond of you know her, but they like her work. Yeah. And um, this was the experience I got to work with her. And I saw exactly what they were talking about. I just sat back, I, you know, and just observed and just realized, like, yeah, you, your professionalism is everything. It It is. Um, so most people know. So we had a photographer in Charlotte and she was basically a scammer. But mm-hmm. her work was bomb. Like, it was nice. It was nice at the time when I, I ended up booking her for my proposal. Mm-hmm. And she was like a scammer like she'd take your money first of all she had a different price for everybody she felt like you had more money your price was way higher but if she felt like you didn't have money just not to work with you she'll charge you something like high right so to give people like an example my shoot i booked her for we might have shot for like an hour hour and a half um and my price was like 450 right but like um and i would never pay her 450 the work wasn't worth four fifty. I didn't know no better. So let me just take that out there. So <laughs> anyway, but I was laughing. Well, the sad part is I she worked with somebody else and they got the same exact deal I got, but she charged them like six something. It's just because she assumed they had more money. And they probably did. And so she had charged them. But let's say like if somebody else down the street was like, Hey, I want to work with you. She'll look at them and she, if she felt like there was no money involved or it wasn't going to be enough for her, she'll just be like, all right, it's 500 knowing that you would just be like, all right, I pass. And so she was scamming people like that. That was like one way, but then she wasn't giving people's pictures back. She was showing up to shoots drunk. Um, she was just terrible. But like you said, her business was so bad because once she got there, you have a good experience. But like after the shoot was done, you would, you would like have to hunt her down and pretty much for my proposal pictures i had to threaten i'm like yo i might just have to take you to court so i can just get my money back and you know lord and behold my pictures was there the next day but she was known like that and they had shorty on the news they was doing interviews Mm. with her they went in on her but Mm. um shout out to her man (laughs) she knows she is because her but her professionalism 
I don't think I think some people um don't realize like their business really cuts down a lot of extra business for them. Yeah, um, it does. So, fun part. Mm-hmm. I need a couple of ways. How do you market yourself, or how do you think photographers should market themselves to new clients? Mm. Any unique ways? Any special ways? Uh, well, if you're starting off, I mm-hmm. say use your friends. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do this for new photographers. Yeah, to, for new photographers, use your friends. That's, okay. That's the biggest thing. Like, use your, you know, creative friends or your, you know, mm-hmm. high fashion friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get them to put on something dope, find a dope location, mm-hmm. shoot them. They'll be patient with you because, for one, that's your friend. Two, Absolutely. they're not paying you nothing. <laughs> You're not paying them nothing. So, y'all not on a time constraint, you know, so... Use your friends and make your friends look good. When people see your, like, you know, the people you're taking pictures of, if you can make them look good, then you can make other people look good. Because I see them with you every day. Absolutely. Um, so that's a big one. And that's a free way to, you know, kind of get your stuff out there and get that exposure. And those people will talk about you. They will tell other people, like, oh, book my friend. Like, yeah. no, look at my pictures they did Exactly. For me. And try not to stay in, like, that same, like, the same circle, you know? Yeah. Branch out to different <laughs> circles of friends. That way, like you said, it'll spread, you know, more natural that way. Um, I think you should always have business cards. Um, and that mm-hmm. can be creative in itself. Okay. Um, like, my homeboy that I shoot with, Rico. Shout out to, Shout out uh, to Rico. Suave Visions. We got a fight, though, but... Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, me and him, me and him got a fight. He okay, know okay. Hey, I got his back, though. I got his back. Um, but Rico, you know, he had... Um, I think his second set of cards he had were see-through. Mm. And they were waterproof. Really? So, you know... That's dope. Yeah, that's a cool thing to do. And, you know, you could be real creative in the way you make your business cards. Absolutely. So, you know, some people have the... What it was it called? Where you can it has a little code and you can hold your phone up to it and it'll take you oh, to the a QR code. Yeah, the yeah, QR yeah. Code. yeah. And it'll take you to a website or whatever like that. So I mean, you could be super creative like that. Um, and I think another way is just to market yourself as an attractive photographer. Mm. And I guess that could be taken different ways, but you know, back to attract what you want. So. Yeah. Granted, I like to shoot people. I'm a big fashion photographer and travel fashion photographer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's my niche. But I shoot a lot of abandoned buildings and yeah. a lot of masks and a lot of smoke. It's just showing your creativity. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't be one-dimensional. Yeah. So, I guess unless you want to just shoot that, you know. <laughs> but, you know, you're not going to get better just shooting one type of photography. That's true. So if you want to really like dig into photography and really spread your clientele out, you need to be versatile and just mm-hmm. be attractive to what you want, you know? So if you do want the models and the lingerie, you better be the best person doing it. Exactly. That's, you know, um, so how did I even get in? There? I had one girl, I can't even shout her out mm-hmm. um, because she never shared these. So I did my first boudoir. It was a while ago. Mm. And, uh, you might actually know this person. That's why. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but shout out to her and she knows exactly who she is. And so I went up, I met her, I drove, I drove, uh, to DC and I shot her pictures. And so me and my now wife, I told my, my, 
don't even think we was dating. I think mm-hmm. we were just talking. Mm-hmm. Quotate air quotes there. Right. So um, I was like, yo, come with me on the shoot because I don't know how, like, I just don't know what to expect and I've never done this before. And so I did it and I liked it. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And it was, it was fun. And mm-hmm. plus, I've been knowing this girl since middle school. So I've been knowing the girl who I shot forever. Right. And so I was like, all right. And so I did that. And then I was like, you know, me and my girl at the time, I was like, yo, I sh-, you know, maybe I should start doing this more. Uh-huh. And then, so it started, uh, it started spreading from there. And then what I realized is you start getting people that's not getting married, hitting you up for these pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, who are you doing this for? Then you start noticing like, all right, they're not doing it for, they're not doing it for their significant other. Some people are doing it for themselves and it's like, all right, cool. That's dope. And then I started noticing, I'm like, I'm getting a lot of trash clients mm-hmm. because they started going down from at first. What I, what I realized was I wanted to do bridal boudoir, but I didn't state that. Oh, and then okay. I started noticing I was just doing boudoir just normally. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing like I'm got, I'm getting shorties who, um, how do I say this? I started getting requests from like escorts and porn stars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. Cause yeah. I was like, this is going in a different area that I didn't want to go into. But also I'm like, I'm good on it. And I remember one time I literally showed up. I was actually in Vegas and I never posted these pictures ever, but I was in Vegas and this girl kept coming outside in the outfits because she wanted to shoot by the pool. And I'm like, this is not even boudoir, but all right, it's lingerie. We're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And plus I'm in Vegas. I'm like, I want to be able to say I'm traveling, shooting, right? Right. And I was like, what do you do? Because her outfits wasn't matching. Uh-huh. She was like, oh, I'm a porn star. I work here in L.A. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> like, she was like, yeah, this is going on my porn page. Like, it's going to be here. It's going to be there. I got to send it to my agent. And I was like, okay. And right. I was like, all right, this shoot got to end in a little bit. But And it ended. And, you know, it, we didn't do any um, nudity. But it was just like, I was just like, all right, from here on out, I'm going to kind of vet my clients to see what they want and what they're going to be yeah. using it for. So I, I've done, like, four nude shoots. How did that go? Um, they went good, actually. Because you're a woman, so I know it's different. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is a little different. Um, We went out to the sand dunes for one, like, out on mm. the coast. So it was just open sand. And, yeah. um, this How far girl, is that from here? Sorry. Like, so three, random. three and a half hours, maybe. Yeah. Cool. And so um, <laughs> she had, like, a little bit of body paint on. Yeah. Um, but pretty much it was just her naked all the sand in the areas. But the crazy part about that was, is that this was open to families and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So we had another person that was kind of like watching the people, you know, making yeah. sure like, Hey, you know, just to let you know, we have a naked lady up here, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it was funny. Cause as the families was walking off, you can like literally count down the seconds until the dads turned around <laughs> just to like, you know, see, oh, okay, well let me just, you know, check it out. But they were all pretty tasteful. Yeah. I didn't. I think I posted hers uh, from the sand dunes, but all the other new ones I did was, you know, kind of kept yeah. to them because they work in a profession where Absolutely. they can't, um, you know, post those type of pictures. But I feel like if it's done tastefully, Absolutely. you know, it's cool. But, you know, like you said, when you start getting a certain clientele, it starts yeah. getting a little more raunchy. Yeah. And then I was, <laughs> you know, now... My wife thinks it's funny because she's just like, all right, what the hell is she using these photos for? Because she'll know, like, most time now, I always bring my wife, um, not more or less for my protection because I don't want nobody to say, like, oh, he did this, he did that. So I always yeah. either bring someone, if not, um, when I say someone, it's always someone of the same sex or the model. But, uh, mm-hmm. and it's always usually my wife. 
And so she's there. And she 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 don't even be in the sets. Half the time she be downstairs or somewhere else just chilling. Yeah. But I always do that. And I haven't done one in a while. I did one. Um, you saw me doing Valentine's Day. I try to like, all right, let's see this. I'm like, let's see what's up. Mm-hmm. Who knows there? So, all right. There's a special part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Do you got any favorite marketing tools? Uh, social media. That's your favorite. Mine's too. And I, well, I yeah. like my website. I, yeah, I, I, I rock with my website too. Um, but that's on my social media. So, yeah, I well, I hate when I meet photographers who don't have a website. Yeah, it's it's annoying. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm like, why don't you? It because it takes. An extra step that most people don't feel like doing. <laughs> well, I'm like, what you gonna do if we've been there where Instagram don't work for today? Yeah. What you gonna do? I I don't know if Facebook ever has not worked. I can't think of it. But what you gonna do if like Facebook decides to delete your whole profile just because yeah. they feel like it? And it also having a website to me takes your clientele up a little bit more. Absolutely. Some people not gonna jump in your DMs or you know message you that way. They're gonna think that you just taking pictures just to take them. Absolutely. But if you have a website and you can show, like, and on Instagram, I hate people <laughs> who post a million pictures from one shoot. Like, I have a friend that just started. <laughs> he posts, like, 30 pictures from the night in the same place, same back, everything. You know, just give us a three-photo highlight if you want, you if know? You want. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> when you go to your website, that's where you can have all the pictures you want and you know stuff like that for your your instagram or social media is more you want to just highlight the the best parts of it you don't want to put your whole you know terabyte hard drive on (laughs) on instagram so that's that is a fact but social Um, media definitely yeah and i my website is my favorite thing um just because i like i usually share like three pictures Mm -hmm. or if i edit pictures differently um if I, you know, throughout the shoot, if I use different just color schemes and things of that nature, then I might upload them. But I, I space them all the way out. Like, you know, it's weeks in between. Yeah. But uh, my website, I can just throw them all up there. And it's dope. So um, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. First of all, what's next for your business before we get to the whole exposure part? You know, part? That's, a, that's a good question. Um, I'm what's not really next? sure what's, Where you traveling what's, what's next? next. So tell them Mexico. Okay. Um. That's my next uh, trip I have planned. Okay. But, you know, with me recently graduating from pharmacy school. Shout out. Hand claps, hand claps, you hand know, claps. Same guy. There you go. dealer. But, um, yeah, so with pharmacy being more in the picture now, me working as a pharmacist and not just being in school, mm-hmm. I really have to get a feel for how my... Uh, I guess my work schedule will be now because okay. um, it'll definitely be more of a demand and I won't have as much free time. Yeah. But I definitely still want to still big in fashion photography mm-hmm. and travel photography. So if you guys are getting married out of the country, hit me up. Absolutely. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, and I heard you say um, when you was talking with Corey that, you know, sometimes travel photo- getting a photographer from in the states to go out of the country is expensive. Yeah. But if you're offering me something that Absolutely. would help with your price like I might not do it for free, but yeah. I may be looking to discount or half, you know, even your yeah. price if you 
get me out there for a couple days and I can have a mini vacation. Like Absolutely. that's an equal trade off to me. Well, people don't understand this whole collab thing. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's, that's the problem right there. Yeah. And when I went, um, I went to Cancun in May and the guy was like, he had just uh, got rid of his photographer. Mm-hmm. He literally fired his photographer and he called me three weeks before his wedding. He said, bro, if I can get you here, can you just take the pictures? I said, hell yeah. I was like, you get me there. I will. I'm yours for those three days. And I just wanted to be able to say I did it and have fun doing it. And mm-hmm. it was, a, a, you know. Shout out to Keenan, man. He got a play right now that's tearing up New York. Nice. And um, but me and him, it was a fun experience, and I enjoyed it like a lot. But a lot of times, people say, "Hey, you know, here's the collab, or here's how I want to pay you," and it ain't, it ain't it's gonna not work. Worth it. Yeah. And I had one girl; she's getting married in Mexico in 2021, and I told her, she was like, "I would love for you to do my um, photography. I just don't know how the pricing is." I'm like, "Yo, I'm not gonna charge you." my normal rate because I know you still gonna have to pay me. If I charge you my normal rate, I'm cool with you looking at me and saying like, all right, if you can get out there, I will pay you your normal rate because my flight ain't finna be two, three, four, five, six hundred dollars. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be up there and don't let you buy it not at the right time. Right. Like, flying into Cancun ain't cheap unless you just got time to say like, I'm gonna space this out. This is gonna be the right time to fly. Um, but in that spirit, this is the Paid and Exposure Podcast. And the reason why because I realized all of us photographers, somebody has tried to pay us in exposure mm-hmm. one time or another. What is your paid in exposure story? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was, <laughs> I, I've actually had it happen a couple times, but mm. the, the one that I'm really thinking about is, uh, this was probably like two years ago, I think. And okay. so this this girl from Duke, hit mm-hmm. me up um she was in nursing school there okay and so she hit me up she's like you know i want to do a shoot um pretty much branding for her i didn't know what she was really into but you okay. know she's in nursing and so she said yeah i just want to do some portrait photography and i was like cool you know here's my packages yeah. you know trying to get to see where she want to shoot what ideas she has and things of that sort and she's like, yeah, you know, well, I was thinking we just can, you know, collab on it and I'll, you know, post you all over my page and tag you <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so what package did you want? I kind of this was, this, you know, okay, that's cool. You can do that. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. But, you know, what package were you interested in? And so I started, she started kind of saying like, no, I have a big following. And here at Duke, she was like, you know, I can connect you with a lot of big names and, you know, you a lot of doctors and all that stuff will start seeing your page. And I told her, I was like, well, yeah, I'm in pharmacy school. I actually have my my fourth year rotations at Duke for a year. So yeah. I pretty much, I'm okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> I can speak to those people too. But after I told her, like, no, you know, we there needs to be some kind of exchange. Like, I don't want the exposure. Not Absolutely. not to say I don't want the exposure, yeah. but I need more than the exposure. Absolutely. And so she said, actually, she stopped speaking. <laughs> so she just she just ended the conversation, and that's just what it was. How and it could was, you? yeah, it was just. But you know, if you do want to collab with someone and you want to pay somebody in quote unquote exposure, uh-huh. lead with that. Definitely, because my my approach in the conversation will be different. Yeah, absolutely. so 
like you said, I'll check your page. I'll see if maybe it is worth it. If you have a hundred thousand followers, maybe it is worth it for me just yeah. to do some exposure with you. But I mean, she had maybe like five thousand followers, so I mean, it wasn't that big of. Some people think they're more famous and more cooler than what they are. Yeah, and I think she was one of them. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was nothing against her. She was a gorgeous girl. You know, I'm sure she is on the road to success. But I hope at that point, <laughs> you know. I was I was deep in the middle of pharmacy school and my time was valuable. Yeah, and it was strict. My timeline for days were strict and to just step out and do that for her was not worth my time. Absolutely. At not. all. Um but yeah, that was probably the biggest one that I realized cuz she really was she was really gunning for it. Like she was yeah. really like, "Hey, no, you can <laughs> definitely benefit from me. Like you're not benefiting like you should." Not nah, unless not, you shoot with me. Unless you shoot with me, I can't stand people like that. Um, that's funny. Well, first of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, no problem. No thank problem. Thank you for inviting this was, me. This up. was fun. This is my first podcast. Hey, it won't be your last. I gotta have you again. Well, good, good. Because we need to talk about. You're actually the first female photographer I have. So, mm. and we actually need to dip into that one day. We gotta talk about that one. Okay. Day. So okay. next episode, we're gonna do that. Um, tell everybody where they can find you again. Uh, so Instagram, Russian Roulette. Uh, I think I'm Dry Rub Wings on Snapchat, oh, and gosh. then just Naja Naj on Facebook. Yo, and thank you everybody for um checking us up, checking us out. Excuse me, not up. Anyway, hop on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you follow the group, and make sure y'all check out my interview with her. Um, I'm about to. We're gonna have her on cam, and we're gonna have a little fun there. So make sure y'all check it out, and we'll holler at you. <laughs>